more than a pleasure to have with us again, Secretary Thomas Perez. Secretary Perez, thank you for rejoining us on this Friday, sir. And uh, definitely, uh, you know, good to talk to you again. Another jobs report. And do we have a thumbs up or a thumbs down from you in your office? Well, it was another good month uh, for job growth across America. We see strong, steady, and uh, really sustained growth. Uh, Last month was 257,000 jobs, and when you add in the revisions from the prior months, uh, what that's about is uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. They go over their preceding months um, to uh, get in some of the additional surveys that didn't come in on time, and that sometimes results in a downward revision, sometimes an upward revision, and we had 147 additional jobs, 147,000 additional jobs. So you're really talking about 400,000 when you had the two up, and uh, and we've had six. The sixth uh, months have averaged about 282,000 jobs. So that's the best six-month stretch we've had since the late 90s. A lot of growth in key sectors like construction and manufacturing and education and health. These are well-paying jobs. And, you know, when you manage, when you put that on top of the fact that um, we've got uh, gas prices uh, way down, uh, what this translates to is confidence for consumers and money in people's pockets and uh, increased prosperity. Uh, 59 consecutive months now and to the tune of 11.8 million jobs. We've still got a lot of work to do because there are still too many people on the sidelines At the same time, um, the wind is clearly at our back, and what we need to make sure we do is translate uh, prosperity into shared prosperity for everyone and not just a few at the top. This is uh, caps off the greatest three-month job gain in 17 years, also the biggest wage increase since 2008. You always seem so humble, uh, but I have to say, come on, you got to pat yourself on the back and go out tonight, and you know if you have if you if you drink you know, pound back a couple of cocktails. I, I mean, you should be uh, proud of uh, not only yourself, but uh, your department and, uh, quite frankly, the American people. Well, the uh, three-month average is 336000 as you correctly said. That's the best three-month average since 1997, and uh, it's moving in the right direction. And, and the resilience of the American people and businesses across this country is, is always something that's remarkable. Uh, we have uh, weathered the worst recession of our lifetime. Uh, we are coming out of it stronger than any nation on the planet. Uh, we see auto sales are the highest they've been since uh, 2006. Uh, the average worker on an assembly line is working over 40 hours a week. These are good middle-class jobs. We are, we're we're poised, and, and we've we've uh, we've made tremendous progress. We're poised to continue that progress, and uh, nobody here is spiking the football because I still know too many people who are are struggling. And uh, I wake up every day making sure that uh, we think about how do we lift wages for everybody? How do we ensure that everyone who wants to work and punch their ticket to the middle class can do that? That's why the president talks about. You know, to me, middle-class economics, it's about um, affordable child care, affordable education, um, paid leave, making sure that we have a decent federal minimum wage, addressing uh, immigration reform. There's there's a lot of unfinished business, uh, the transportation infrastructure, uh, our roads and bridges. If we dealt with all this, uh, you know, we would have, Leslie, uh, even more prosperity. And so we got a lot of work left to do, but uh, it, it's undeniable that we're moving in the right direction. I, I see even 
some Republicans on the Hill are, are grudgingly saying that uh, the economy is moving in the right direction. Well, most definitely. Uh, when we look at, I mean, you know, great things, uh, the jobs gain, uh, the wage increases. Um, also, talk to us about, although this is a very, very small uh, rise, unemployment did rise uh, from 5.6 to 5.7%. Um, talk to us about sure. this and what you think happened looking at the numbers. Absolutely. Sometimes the unemployment rate goes down for bad reasons, and sometimes it goes up for good reasons. It goes down for bad reasons because uh, people leave the workforce, they become discouraged, and they're no longer counted. So you have a lowering of the unemployment rate, even though uh, it's not for a good reason. Sometimes the unemployment rate goes up for good reasons, and this gets back to the confidence issue. That's what happened last month. The unemployment rate ticked up slightly because more people were looking for work. We had a higher, uh, what economists call, labor force participation rate. That means more people are looking for work. And what that is is a bellwether of consumer confidence. People are uh, feeling that uh, there's something out there for them. So they're off the sidelines and they're actively in job search mode. And, uh, and that's good. Oh, most definitely. When you talk about uh, bad reasons the unemployment rate can go down, it's funny, you must be reading the mind of uh, some people uh, on Twitter. Uh, Chuck tweets, uh, Secretary Perez, what would the unemployment rate be if workers that that are on unemployment who had stopped looking for work uh, were counted? Or are these numbers, you know, configured into the entire report? Well, the, the labor force, some, some people... Um, contend that, well, the unemployment rate has gone down the last year uh, as much as it has because people have left the workforce. So it's gone down for the wrong reasons. Actually, the unemployment rate, I'm sorry, the labor force participation rate has remained basically steady for almost the last year. So we have a steady labor force participation rate, and we have unemployment going down uh, basically a full point over the last year. And that translates into, obviously, hundreds of thousands of people who have uh, gotten work. And and that's exactly what we want to see. When we see an unemployment rate go down, the question to be asked is, what is the explanation for that downturn? And uh, the vast majority uh, the, of folks uh, that are responsible for the uh, dramatic downturn in the unemployment rate uh, were unemployed people who are now in the workplace. That's what we want to see. A dumb question, if you don't mind me asking. How does, I mean, I can understand, obviously, just common sense, how you figure out who is unemployed and filing claims. How, how do you figure out somebody who has stopped for work? It's not like they're calling your office and say, okay, I'm not collecting unemployment anymore. I got a job. Or I'm just fed up, obviously. Uh, you know, what method sure. of tracking do you guys use? Well, our uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics is one of the most important and remarkable statistical agencies, not just in the United States, but really in the world. And uh, they, are, um, they do great work. And, and, and what that work consists of is um, they do a household survey every month. So they have teams of people, and their survey response rates are fantastic. Uh, last month's response rate was something like... Uh, close to 80%. That's a very, very good response rate. And they ask a, a series of the same questions every month to the people that they contact. And uh, from those questions, uh, those questions include things like, have you stopped looking for work? Or have you been out of work? If so, 
yes, how long um, have you stopped looking for work? And that's how they make determinations about uh, who is uh, actively in the labor force, who is no longer in the labor force, et cetera. So this survey methodology has been, uh, you know, uh, well tested and well reviewed and and uh, and and the nice thing about it is it's very very transparent. So if any of your listeners ever says, hey, you know, I'd really like to learn more about it, um, there are folks at the Bureau of Labor Statistics who uh, are more than willing to uh, to explain this. And and I think that transparency of their uh, methodology is a critical part of of what gives them uh, the success and credibility that they have earned. And I bet you we're the only country in the world that has that level of transparency, and there's something to be said uh, for that. Uh, when, when you talk about uh, the people uh, on on the sidelines, and, you know, obviously you have economists who are making predictions in these past months and this uh, latest job report that we're talking about today also, they've exceeded uh, economist expectations. And people would say, well, even though on paper the economy is getting better and it's looking better and better, and like you say, we have a long way to go, some of those people on the sidelines don't feel it, right? And so even though there may be a number out there, there may be jobs report, it's different for somebody to feel it, whether that be a job or just, you know, more money in, in their bank account, more zeros uh, in their paycheck. What kind of predictions do we have going forward uh, for future jobs reports and, and gains in addressing some of these issues of those people on the sidelines? That's a great question. There, there's uh, two or three dimensions to that answer, Uh if you had looked uh, January of last year and, and uh, surveyed economists, and people did, you know, where's the unemployment rate going to be in a year? There were very few economists that said the unemployment rate was going to be at 5.6 or 5.7, which is what we've been at here for the last uh, month or two. Uh, the predictions were much more dire and doomsday. And, uh, you know, they, people underestimate the resilience of uh, the middle class and the American workers and American businesses around here. Having said that, uh, we have made tremendous progress. And, and what people sometimes say is, oh, the only jobs that have been created are low-wage jobs. Well, actually, that's, that's simply incorrect. And when you look at the last 12 months and ask the question, you know, what jobs, uh, what were the um, – jobs that uh, were created, what sectors of the economy, uh, the sector that had the highest job growth was uh, business and professional services. That is uh, a very high-paying sector. That includes uh, consultants, uh, accountants, architects, uh, things of that nature. 715,000 jobs in that sector. Um, Second best was um, education and health, a lot of well-paying jobs in that sector. Um, you know, uh, construction uh, doing very well, manufacturing solid, you know, hundreds of thousands of jobs uh, in total in these areas. Now, having said that, you know, there are undeniably people who, A, are still looking and have talent and, uh, and, and we're, we're working every day to help them find a job, and, B, there are others who haven't seen a meaningful raise in years. And that really is the pivot to the unfinished business of this recovery is making sure that the prosperity we are seeing is shared prosperity, that the rising tide indeed lifts all boats. The the biggest difference, uh, Leslie, between now and the late 90s, and we haven't seen this level of growth since the late 90s at the end of the Clinton administration, the biggest difference is that that growth in the late 90s resulted in greater shared prosperity. 
and uh, better uh, rises in uh, real wages. And that's what we have to uh, work toward here. And that's why the president is so focused on uh, middle-class economics that lift up wages, that expand access to educational opportunity, that uh, create good jobs through uh, you know, long-term infrastructure bills, things of that nature. When you look at some of the breakdown here, average hourly earnings, as an example, jumped uh, 0.5%. That's the most since November of 2008. We know what that means as far as a number. We know what that means now. What does that indicate as a trend going forward? Well, what it means is we want to watch that figure. That's It's promising, but one month never makes a trend. So when I when there's a bad month, uh, there's a lot of folks who want to extrapolate that the economy is uh, uh, in mayday mode. And, uh, and when there's a good month, uh, you shouldn't do the opposite. So that's why uh, I'm heartened by that, and we continue to monitor that number. Uh, real wages have grown uh, roughly uh, 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 Two percent or thereabouts. That's not enough, and uh, that's a big part of the unfinished business. Uh, there's been great growth in productivity. There's been great growth in corporate profits, and there hasn't been enough growth in the wages of frontline workers. They haven't shared in that prosperity, and and that's not fair. We have a lot of people uh, tweeting. Uh, Boomer tweets, and you know, some people, uh, Secretary Perez, and I'm sure you know, will say, oh, this is gains, but remember how many we lost. So one guy says uh, facetiously, 19 million to go. Do we have 19 million low-paying part-time jobs left? Hmm. Uh, Tom says not to tell the conservatives they hate good news. And uh, then uh, Mike does have an actual uh, real question. With regard to our nation gaining 257,000 jobs in January, capping the best three months jobs game in 17 years, and delivering biggest wage increase since 08. Uh, Mike asks, how many uh, per part-time and low wage? And and does that matter? I mean, aren't there some people out there entering or re-entering the workforce and are going to have entry level? One. And two, there are some people who choose to work part-time as opposed to full-time. If they, uh, some people, my, my mom just retired and she's looking to work part-time. I know some moms out there who say, you know what, my, my kids are in school, but I want to work part-time. I still want to be very, you know, involved in volunteering at school. Uh, but does that matter? Do they sure. need to be full-time, higher-paying jobs for the numbers to be looked at in a positive manner? Well, uh, he asks a very good question. It's a very important question. And again, um, I think the best way to answer it is not only to look at last month, but to look at the last 12 months, because that's where you really see trends. And there's this myth that the only jobs being created are low-wage jobs, and that's simply incorrect. The, uh, uh, the, the biggest sector was professional and business services, 715,000 jobs, uh, over 500,000 in education and health. Uh, there are people, there are, there are still too many people who work part-time who want to work full-time, but it's come down over a million or roughly a million from the last year or so. So that's another bellwether of, uh, of further success. So, uh, we've got more work to do and your questioners are asking very good questions. Uh, but it is undeniable that, uh, uh, we're moving in the right direction, and there are certainly some folks uh, on the other side of the aisle who can't take progress as a good thing because it's under this president's watch. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, last but not least, because I know you have less than okay. a minute. Yeah. Right after this report, as you know, Treasury yields and stocks rose. This is always a win-win-win when we have good news, right? The market goes, we get to give everybody a good weekend, and uh, the forecast is looking better going forward. Yeah. 
Well, I'm, I'm optimistic. Uh, we've got more work to do, but uh, I want to make sure that the, pro- the prosperity on Wall Street uh, translates to Main Street. Okay. Secretary Perez, thank Take you care. for your time. Have a wonderful weekend. Secretary Thomas E. Perez, 26th Secretary of Labor. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.